the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, the media. To watch the ongoing media propaganda, it's like watching Pravda. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. We needed to speak up as a church about some of these issues that we're facing in the nation. Because heterosexuality is God's good intention and design. Parents are a little bit too complacent sometimes about, oh, how bad can it be? It's very bad. It's bigger than most people realize. And it's basically sexualizing children is what it is. Because you cannot be truly conservative and be advocating for so-called rights on the basis of what God says is a sin. Yep, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still, still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. Don't forget to read my articles and columns at worldnetdaily, wnd.com, also on barbwire.com. And I am elsewhere out on the web and on various sites. And also, be sure to check out my latest book, and it is now in its second edition. And it's called, it's written especially for teens, and it's called Maybe He's Not Gay, Another View on Homosexuality. And you can learn more right on our website, admissionamerica.com. Well, there are many roads into a life identifying as a gay or lesbian, a homosexual, a bisexual, and then there are also many roads out. My guest today is going to share with us as she walks us through her very painful life as a girl, um, as a wife, then as a lesbian, and how by the grace of God, his awesome, awesome grace and power, she left that life behind. She's written a really fascinating and compelling book, about her journey that I highly recommend. Carrie Gintz was raised in California, uh, graduated from Cal State Northridge. She has a stunning and uh, very stellar executive level career as a global project manager and operations leader. She's worked in um, capital equipment, aerospace, commercial sectors, and consumer products. She is now lives now lives in Ohio. And um, she is a a believer, and she's the author of the book is called Jericho Unmasked, An Entrapped Lesbian's Journey to Freedom. Welcome to Mission America Radio, Carrie. Good good afternoon. (laughs) I'm so glad you were able to join us this afternoon, Carrie. Um, So we'll just start out, and I I read your book, and uh, 
it was really, it's really, really well read. I mean, there are a number of books that, you know, people send around with their life experiences, but your writing um, is very compelling and your story is very compelling. Um, I don't know, we don't have the time to go through all of it. So I'm going to just ask you to capsulize a little bit about how you started out. You were raised as a Christian and give us a little background on the, the background as a Christian. Okay. Well, I was, uh, fortunately, I was uh, raised by Christian parents. Uh, However, um, when I was quite young, I uh, went through an experience of uh, sexual abuse with a man that was like a surrogate grandfather, not my actual grandfather. And that, unfortunately, um, encased me in the beginning of my Walls of Jericho. But when I was five and a half, I was fortunate that my mother uh, led me to Christ. I was very aware I was out of control. I didn't know why. But that was when the incorruptible seed landed into my life. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, a lot of dirt and mud would cover that seed. But God's seed has a root structure that's incorruptible, and you might not see green for many years. Mm -hmm. That's a great way to put it. That is is a great way to put it. Go ahead. And... um, So uh, fast forward a bit, Um, growing up, I uh, started to experience a a level of um, paralysis in what was a very quiet world. My sister had come along, and I had pulled away from my parents at a young age, and my mom didn't quite know what to do, and there weren't all the psychological tools, and so as a result, um, I really became uh, encased in a world where grades became my identity. And um, I just um, had a lot of questions about life and thought about things that were a little bit more advanced than kids my own age. I was um, gawky, I was insecure, and I just threw myself into uh, grades. When high school hit, I sort of shredded the horn rim glasses and the greasy hair and started to get the, the cuter clothes, but I was becoming painfully aware that I was um, extremely paralyzed with the opposite sex, and on top of that, I was very drawn to women. However, in the years I was growing up, there weren't the 100 names given for homosexuality, (laughs) and it wasn't something that was discussed or talked about. So I would have never um, classed myself or called myself something like that, but I knew that I was different. I knew that I just craved the um, love of a female. I um, had a few um, kind of innocuous experiences growing up as a young girl, but I don't put much stake in them because I think that that kind of experimentation goes on. But as a result of really starting to lose my identity and framework, and also because I did have Christ, and I was raised in a Christian home, and I was hearing the Word of God, I knew that to act on these um, feelings would have been terribly wrong. So this really positioned me and set me up for what I would class as the next um, chapter of my experience. Mm -hmm. So I'm encased in a world that's very quiet, I'm not talking to very many people. My identity has been surrounded by people, places, and things, and predominantly grades. 
and my parents land on um, I, the phrase I use in my book is called the local church. But I want to be very clear: this is not the church, your neighborhood church down the street. This is the actual name of the church. And um, Watchman Nee, who's a very godly man, wrote some amazing books and had a protege, Witness Lee, who came to this country to carry on that mission. And unfortunately, many leaders got a hold of that under Witness Lee's direction and developed a very, very extreme um, cult-like organization. Mm-hmm. And my parents um, landed in this uh, organization, and my mother knew that I was um, headed down uh, a very dark path, and her hope was that I would have a huge encounter with Christ, so we started going. And the people there had um, what I'm going to call the sister and brother uniforms, and um, they all looked the same. And in walked me with my tan and my cute clothes, and I thought, wow, I could be something in this place. (laughs) These people are strange. So right away I already started pumping my identity in another direction. But what I didn't realize was that I was about ready to drop into a vortex of behavioral and outward change like I'd never experienced before. And uh, um, Carrie, just how about how old you were a teenager at this point, right? So at this point, I was just getting ready to um, graduate from um, high school. Okay. And uh, I had a, a scholarship to UCLA that I had um, turned down out of fear and... Um, so, yeah, I was um, right in the, the prime years, ready to take off, and very, very, um, very lost. Mm-hmm. So we're, we probably need to uh, fast forward a bit just for time, because there's a couple of big okay. points I want to get to. But, um, but you then, you went on and you excelled in college, Correct. I mean, th- this was a very deeply cult-like experience, but you still went to college, right? Is that what happened? Yeah, I went to college. My mom was um, very, very smart and encouraged me that I needed to continue in school. So I went to um, college, but I also went to church five nights a week. Mm-hmm. I burned everything I owned. Mm-hmm. I became just like them. I was preaching sermons at 19 with very re- little reality of Christ. And um, the identity I didn't have prior to this juncture became lost in an identity that I can't even begin to uh, subscribe. But you ended up with uh, marrying someone from that yeah. environment, and he also had, uh, he was very much struggling with same-sex attractions, correct? Yes, exactly. Uh, he walked in to the group. I knew that he um, was most definitely a gay man. He came the next time. He received the Lord. Everything looked fine. It was time to get married. The marriages were somewhat arranged, and I wasn't for that. So I ended up marrying him, and we landed in this, what I'm going to call a very safe marriage mm-hmm. of two extremely broken pe- people. Right. However, that marriage was our speedboat out of the controlling environment. Yeah. And it took a while because there was a lot of threats and everything else that you would die that something would happen but but you did that wow that's amazing um 
I have heard, you know, I've heard about these environments and I've only been a Christian for about 23 years um, and never experienced that. But I do know they're out there. How, How common, I mean, how common is that, do you think? Well, you won't find them on the internet anywhere, but there's a number of of um, of these um, local churches in Ohio. In fact, it start the first one started in Mansfield. Hmm. Wow! But, but it's very very undercover. You're it's very exclusive. You're blessed if you're brought into it. Hmm. Wow! But I tell people, I say, you know that there we are called to come out and be separate and not touch what is unclean. Right. But that has to be motivated. That has to be motivated from a deep experience of the Lord and his constraining love and being in his word that then prompts an inward change that results in an outward behavior. Yeah. And if you, you do it in the reverse, yeah. you are leaded, led to disaster. You then, you, you ended up with a divorce and then you decided to act on your same-sex attractions, correct? Yes, and we had a, a daughter in the midst of it, and when my ex-husband finally decided that he was going to um, live true to himself, he left me for a man, and unfortunately that plummeted me headlong to face um, my own struggles. Yeah. yeah. And I went to um, therapy to try to deal with it, was betrayed by a therapist. I went to um, a couple programs. One of them is Living Waters, which I highly respect, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I was not ready and um, clearly not willing in my heart. And I used to just lie in my bed and cry and say, um, I will die if I don't have the love of a female. Mm -hmm. And one day... I made a decision, and I will say frankly and point blankly, circumstances happen in people's lives, but that is no excuse for the decisions and the choices we make. And I made a decision and a choice, and I shook my fist at God, and I said, you did not take this to the cross. You do not know best for my life. You do not know what will make me happy. You can't fix this, and therefore I'm going to do life on my terms, mm. and I'm going to do it my way. Mm. Now, I want, want you to know I didn't audibly sit down and say those words, but what God sees is what's in the heart. Right. And that rebellion was front and center in my heart, and it was that day that all the, the little walls of Jericho that had surrounded my life were cemented with brick and mortar and became higher than high when I walked into my first gay bar and um, had a partner within two weeks. Wow. Wow. Um, If you're just joining us, friends, we're talking with Carrie Gintz, who has written a fantastic book about her journey out of, uh, well, many, many things, uh, but uh, about of lesbianism and uh, her life with Christ now. And her book is called Jericho Unmasked, An Entrapped Lesbian's Journey to Freedom. Uh, before our break, uh, quickly, h- how can people get hold of your book? So my book is available on uh, Amazon. It's also available on uh, many of the Christian book websites, but it is available on Amazon in both uh, hardback and uh, the Kindle version. Okay, great. Okay, Carrie, uh, we will continue and 
you can walk us through more of your journey of how you you made the decision to go into the homosexual lifestyle and now then how you uh, how you walked out of it. This is Linda Harvey on Mission America Radio, and I urge you to stay with us as we explore the road into same-sex attraction and acting on it, and then the road out, because God is a merciful and wonderful and marvelous God, and His mercy is new every day. Stay with us. We'll be right back following these messages. Don't go away. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. There are many roads into the homosexual life and there are many roads out. The best one um, is the one that God takes you on, but it's an individual journey because of where you've been because we're all individuals. And we're talking with Carrie Gintz today. Carrie um, has walked away from a lesbian life. She has written a really fantastic book called Jericho Unmasked, An Entrapped Lesbian's Journey to Freedom. So you talked about in the first segment, Carrie, about um, your, you know, your childhood, the cult-like legalistic environment of becoming a believer, but but you were led to Christ. And then you talked about um, your marriage to a man with homosexual feelings himself and how you then you had a daughter, and you left that, and then made the decision to go into your first homosexual bar, and this was all in California while you lived out there, and that must have been pretty easy to do out there at that. This how long ago was this? This has been, you know, some years. So, yeah, this would have been um, right around uh, the mid nineties. Yeah, so it was it was pretty easy to find people involved in homosexuality out there in the mid nineties. I would guess. Mm-hmm. All right, so you you went in and you you uh, had your first relationship. So tell us, go from there. Well, uh, Satan really um, <clears throat> puts a lot of effort to package this in a very enticing and beautiful way. And I got into my first relationship, and the first six months were like chocolate on the brain. And then. By God's divine mercy and grace, when I say it's his kindness that leads to repentance, Mm -hmm. this is not a woolly blanket kindness. This kindness includes the greatest merciful discipline of all. But um, this lover and all subsequent lovers cut me like knives. Mm -hmm. I I was uh, lost financially, psychologically. And certainly spiritually, I was in a depraved place. My language was absolutely abhorrent. There was hostility. There was anger. And um, I would leave one partner and jump right into the next in hopes that um, this would bring happy. And there was almost this implied promise between two women that you're going to fill in all the spaces and all the gaps that I don't have with the sameness that I'm longing for. And um, it is false. And it's disappointment after disappointment, and it's nothing short of horror. And worse yet, I was betraying uh, God, but he just continued to work. I actually went to a um, a uh, gay Christian church, and I have to say that that term does not 
sit well with me at all because we do not have two identities in Christ. Even if we're walking in celibacy, there is only one identity. Right. And we're to know no man after the flesh or self. So today I'm a Christian, and that's it. Right. But anyway, I, um, ironically, I was lifted out of Southern California, and I landed in Ohio quite dramatically for a job offering, and you can read about this more. And what was even more ironic is I landed in a conservative church, which you can also read how God ordered that, a church yeah. that by no means agreed with what I was walking in. Mm-hmm. But a strange thing was the pastor was the spitting image, and I mean the spitting image of my own father. Wow. <laughs> and because my father struggled um, with his identity, I had no conversations with my father of any um, consequential meaning because he had dissociative disorder. So when I walked in those doors, I saw the father that I longed for that would tell me the truth. And in September of '09, that father image, that pastor told me the truth with verses in Galatians, and I already knew the truth. But something happened that day, and I went to see him, and he said, I want you to keep coming back. I will be your friend, but um, this is not God's best for you. And I checked all my walls around Jericho after I left his office and said, we're all good, and I'll just keep going. (laughs) But the next two months, everything went dark, and God stopped talking. And, um, you know, God God is always present in our lives, but he does does, um, make it go quiet. And uh, he he does stop so that we will feel what it's like to not even have him in the slightest bit. And after two months of that, I looked in the mirror and I looked at myself and I said, I hate you. And I could actually see myself aging and my world had turned dark, even though outwardly everything looked wonderful. I just hated everything. And I hated the rejection of God. the, The loss of his presence was tangible. And I went into my office at home, and I sat down, and I said, if you have something to say, I need you to say it. And I opened to Luke 3, and it said, I'm the voice of one crying in the wilderness, and I've come to make the crooked path straight. And I don't want you to take that word literal, because he didn't all of a sudden make me straight. But he he then transformed me to walk on his straight path. And in a moment in time, it was like I went into spiritual shock. I knew from one minute to the next he had reached in and he and he pulled whatever that fallen DNA thread was that the enemy capitalized on and he and that he had been sewing alongside with that red cord that tether that never let go and he said Carrie you don't need this anymore I'm enough. Wow. <laughs> and it was the most dramatic experience that I literally went into spiritual shock. I woke up the next day. I, did, I couldn't speak. I was supposed to pack for a vacation with my partner. I could barely move. I kept walking around going, what has happened in my life? And I left my partner that day, and I never looked back. And God surrounded me with um, strong, believing Christians. And um, I was getting the Word through them, but I still wasn't spending my own time in the Word. Until one day I had heard a message in a, in a sermon that says, the, the greatest hindrance to the next great work of God in your life is the last great work. Mm. 
And that was going to ring true because what God wanted me to do was find identity in Him. Wow. Full identity in Him. Wow. Carrie, we are, we are almost mm-hmm. out of time here. We're running out of okay. time. So, um, yeah, I, I urge people to read the rest in your book. <laughs> so tell yes. us quickly how we can get your book. So my book is available on Amazon. It's uh, Jericho Unmasked, an Entrapped Lesbian's Journey to Freedom. You can get it in paperback or Kindle. It's very important you get it because identity in Christ is the end, and you've got to have identity in Christ. Yeah, and it is it's really a powerful book. I'm sorry, we, we the time is just always a problem here. We always run out of uh, time just when we're getting to a really dramatic uh, portion. So you have to get the book, folks. So, um, Carrie, thank you, and God bless you, and thank you, Lord, for bringing Carrie away from this and bringing her to this realization. God bless you, and I ask my listeners to pray for you as well. Um, Thank you, uh, Carrie, and uh, friends, please just remember, remember, whatever's going on in your life, that God is bigger, because with God, all things are still possible. Have a great day. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.